It's like a void of black. There's a portal open here. Let's talk about some spooky shit. What's up, you spooky bitches? Hi. Hello. Um, it's your BFFs forever. Well, better be your BFFs. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bertie and Jerrica and Savannah. And Savannah just had a baby. A I did. whole ass human. Yes, I did. And he's beautiful. <laughs> oh, well, yes. thanks. <laughs> he's real cute. We just passed him off to his dad. Yeah, and he took a big poop. So yeah, Just in time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's perfect, yeah. actually. Perfect timing. Yeah. So other than, like, creating life, what have you ladies been up to? Oh, God. Um. Well, I... Got a shower today for the first time Woo-hoo! in a while. Wow. Yay, that's exciting. And making big moves. Um, also, I discovered that the, you know, wives' tale about when you hear a baby crying, milk starts squirting out of your boobs, you know, like uh-huh. if, you, if you're breastfeeding or whatever. And I was like 100% I never believed that that was true. I was, was like, whatever. Is it, it is absolutely true. Okay. I have a question. Yes. And you can feel free to edit this out if you want. Okay. Have you squirted it out of your boobs just to see how far it'll go? Not yet. Okay. I'm contemplating because I literally didn't know that you, it literally squirts. Yeah. It comes out like yeah. a stream. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. Um, on East Riverside, there was a bar that I went to that was oh, real questionable. And the bartender had just had a kid and she told me when guys got a little too rowdy at the bar, she'd squirt them with her breast milk. Oh, and I didn't believe her. And then later that night, some guy was talking shit to her, and she pulled out her boob and squirted him with her breast milk. What the hell am I just now hearing about this story? <laughs> I don't know. I've what? had a lot of weird stuff happen to me on the east Legend. side. Legend. True. Definitely. Yeah, no. Um, Michael actually witnessed it, like, firsthand. Like, I had just changed into my nice warm pajamas, and I hadn't breastfed him yet, but I was, like, gonna do it. And then he started crying, and I was standing, like, on the other side of the room, and Michael, like, looked at me, and was like, oh, shit. And I was like, what? And I, like, looked down. My shirt was, like, immediately just, like, soaking wet. Oh yeah. With, with boob juice. Miracle of life, y'all. Yes. Boob juice. Boob juice. So, yeah. Well. You want to talk about weird shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us do. Today, so we're let good. Let us do. So, today, um, I'm taking a little bit of a break and stepping back uh, since I'm sort of doing, like, a maternity leaves type of thing. But Birdie and Jerrica have some... What are you calling it? Mind-blowing yeah, stories? Weird stories that kind of just shook us. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to let them um, take it and run with it. So let's go. So I'm calling uh, my story, Damn Nature, You Scary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will be talking about the Bolton Stride. Have either of y'all ever heard of this? Bolton Stride? Bolton Stride. No. no. Okay. So uh, it's in Yorkshire, England. And what it is, is it's a vertical river. What? So instead of being wide, it's deep. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That is the appropriate response. Oh, okay. No. So the Bolton Stride is a vertical river in Yorkshire, England, and it has a hundred percent fatality rate. Oh. Yeah. God. Uh, it's set between the Wharf River and a long abandoned Bolton uh, monastery in Yorkshire. Um, it's widely to believe one of nature's most dangerous booby traps, but it looks like a small stream it's maybe six feet at its widest and oh. it's beautiful like i have pictures oh, oh wow. it is beautiful yeah. it's gorgeous yeah. yeah it looks like i'm from the shire yeah oh, yeah like lord of the rings yeah, yeah lord of the rings beautiful um people take hikes there all the time and go missing all the time um like they go missing because they were swimming in the river no or you don't just... even have to swim in it because it's so deep uh, the water is so concentrated that it looks calm on the surface, but underneath it has really oh, strong currents, yeah. and people immediately disappear. Oh, They no. immediately get pulled under. Yeah. Um, so it's about 30 feet from bank to bank, so it's really small, um, and the terrain just squeezes it so tightly, and it effectively just turns into a slide. Wait, um, so, sorry, I had a question. Is it like, so you know how in Austin we have, like, 
a lot of like rock formations. Is that what it is? Is like a rock formation, mm-hmm. and then there's just like ripped, yeah, you know, riptides and stuff. And it, it's cut into really deep. Um, and they've oh. tried to do research into it, but again, because it's so fast and it's so dangerous, yeah, they can't. You probably can't even like do like a scope or anything. It probably mm-hmm. rips it all up. Yep. With, oh, absolutely, shit. it does. I have a lot of fun stories about stuff like that. Oh no! Um, yeah. What got ripped uh, off? <laughs> just stick your dick in It'll be fine. there's our mention uh, of dicks there you go take a drink um so instead of it being wide and shallow it becomes really narrow and deep um there's a powerful wedge of water and it's riddled with crevices and underwater caves and overhangs Ooh, underwater caves creep me out yeah, yeah. me too i have another story that i'm gonna do sometime about a guy that got trapped in an underwater cave. i know what one you're talking about yeah, yeah i saw it on tiktok yeah it's <laughs> only all seen. Okay, so the Strides death toll is estimated to be in the high 100s. Nobody really knows for sure because when somebody gets pulled in, their bodies are hard to recover. They usually get stuck in one of these underground caves. Yeah, it's so common that people that are hiking will walk by the Stride and a head will pop up and then disappear. Happens a lot. Gets reported all the time. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, no. I kind yeah. of want to go i do too and now i used to say the desert was the perfect place to throw a body (gasps) i've now changed that like obviously if you kill someone don't kill someone but if you have an extra body laying around you need to get rid of it (laughs) put it in here so what you're saying is if we need to kill one of our husbands for their life insurance policy we need to plan a group trip yeah and just like be like hey jump jump across that stream because that's they they think that's how most of the people like actually <laughs> dies because they're jumping from one side to the next and they slip on a rock. Oh, oh God. No. And they have signs everywhere that yeah. warn you not to do it. But again, it's a very beautiful, like, inconspicuous stream. And I think unless you live there, you don't really realize how dangerous it is. Because yeah. I had never heard of it. And I love weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I found out about this, like, maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best known case of somebody disappearing was a honeymooning couple in 1998. Um, they were believed to have drowned uh, after rapid rains came in, and it swelled the stride wider, wider than it usually is, and it just kind of sucked them in real fast. Oh, my God. Yeah, their names were Barry and Lynn Collette. Um, they disappeared in August, and their bodies were not recovered until October. Oh, my God. So they were just, like, camping nearby it, or? They they were just on a hike. Like, oh, the, okay. the monastery, the old closed-down monastery, is a very popular place for people to go sightseeing. Oh, okay. And it's a beautiful woods. Um, and so they were there on their honeymoon just exploring, and they disappeared. And it was almost two months before their bodies were even recovered. Two and oh my God. Yeah, and they were in their 20s, their late 20s. She was 25. Oh, no. He was 29. Um yeah. So young. Wow. I know. And then in 2010, there was an eight-year-old boy named Aaron Page. Oh. Um, he was swept under and died on his birthday. Oh. Uh, a passerby tried to save him. He uh, grabbed his hand, and the current was so strong that it yanked both of them oh. under. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. And, again, they instantly, like, disappeared. And I'm telling y'all, like, go look at pictures of the stream. It is it's, – it's literally a stream. Yeah, it's I mean, not it looks white really at all. Innocent. But what it does is it pulls you down underneath. Yeah, where it's a little wow. bit wider, and I mean, luckily most people think that you probably get knocked unconscious pretty quickly. Yeah, and so you, you know, also you're probably not... get the wind knocked out of you, or, right? You, know, you can't like take a breath, and especially if you're like sucked in, you're right? Just, like drowned really quick, unfortunately. So, um, but again, like most bodies aren't recovered from the stride um, because they get caught in the underwater caves. So it is possible that somebody might have gotten caught in an underwater cave, and unfortunately, you know, rescue is not an option no, at that not. point. Mm-hmm. So um, it's probably just better not to know what happens in that case, to be right. honest with you. Yeah. Even fish can't survive this portion of the river. Uh, in 2018, said that weird, okay, <laughs> the Bolton Abbey Trout Hatchery Lost thousands of fish when an an unknown person broke into the hatchery and diverted all the rainbow trout into the stride inadvertently. I think the person was trying to, like, set them free. Uh, I'm sure they were, yeah. And didn't realize that it fed into this. But it was over 20,000 fish, and they all immediately died because the water moves so fast there's no oxygen in the oh, water. Oh, shit. 
I mean, yeah, that was my other thing was I was going to ask, like, how how is it that even, like, creatures can't survive? They can't. There's, there's, like, algae can't even survive in it. Oh, my God. It moves so quickly. And, like, that's just such a mind-boggling thing for me to think of because it goes deep, but it's still considered a river, but they have to call it a stride because it's narrow. Anyway, the whole thing is bizarre to me. It's beautiful. It's a natural death trap. The locals believe it's haunted. Of course. Yep. They believe it's haunted by ghosts and demons alike. Um, there's even a local legend saying that the stride claims some. when the stride claims somebody, uh, a spectral white horse rises from the bubbling waters of the wharf as the body is dragged down into a watery grave. Oh. A giant water horse comes and gets okay. you. Okay. Yep. Um, another legend states that three sisters from the uh, nearby monastery went to the stride um, to try to see the white horse, and the queen of the fairies came up and took them away. Queen of the fairies. Yeah. Queen huh. of the fae. Yeah. Because, again, it's beautiful. It's picturesque. Uh, you know, the fae life it in really Yorkshire is, is yeah. very important yeah. in their history. But, yeah, they believe it's a portal, actually, to the fey world. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, the sisters went down to the stretch of the water to see the queen, but were dragged down by her instead. So that's another local legend. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, the Bolton Stride has inspired songs. There's a Spotify playlist, which was really bizarre to find. Hmm. Poems, short stories, a environmentalist uh, professor named Caroline Roberts once said, beautiful rivers can certainly be dangerous to humans. The Nile has lots of crocodiles. The Zam- the Zamsby uh, will push you over the Victorian Falls and beware of swallowing water from the lower reaches of the Colorado. While the stride is also beautiful, it looks innocuous. It's, sim- it's similarly dangerous. Uh, vortexes in the flow will <coughs> trap bodies under the water close to the beds and in the sides, while the turbulence will render someone unconscious very quickly. It is not a nice place to play. And that is a terrifying truth. Yeah. The Bolton Stride. Yikes. And then I have a lot of BBC sources and stuff like that that y'all can check out on our website. Okay. But please oh, go shit. look at the pictures because it's gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. literally from what you're showing me, that would totally be something that I would be hiking yeah. to go look at. And then I would totally jump in it. Because oh, absolutely. Or even just like if you, like, if, you know, your pack gets dirty or your, something gets dirty, it's just so totally innocent to, like, kneel down near the river and, like, reach your hand in and, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. wash your hands it, or something. You can't even stick your hand That's in. That's Or your dick. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll grab Rip hold. It it <laughs> don't put your dick in it, Jerrica. Dang! <laughs> so, Jerrica, do you have something interesting to tell us about today? It's a mind-blowing story. Yeah, so <laughs> this is going to be wild as fuck. It's a long story, <laughs> But it's so fucking good, and I had originally been sending it to a lot of different podcasts that I, like, you know, sending in listener stories and just never really got, you know, chosen. And so then when we started the podcast, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the badass, mind-blowing survival story of Jennifer Shewitt. Um, So my sources were a 48 Hours episode called Live to Tell, Afraid of the Dark. It's from season 30, episode 30. And then I also used a CBS News article about the case as well. Um, just doing a trigger warning, there's mention of child and adult sexual assault and extreme violence. So let's fucking go. Okay, so the summer of 1990, Jennifer was eight years old, living with her single mother in Dickinson, Texas, a small town just outside of Galveston, Texas. She had always been afraid of the dark, so she found comfort in being with her mom, That night, she could hardly sleep, and because of this, her mother asked her to move to her room so that they both could get some rest. Yeah, I know. All right, so the abduction. After moving to her room to read by lamplight, she finally fell asleep. In the middle of the night, she awoke in the arms of a strange man who then covered her mouth as she attempted to scream. The man then attempts to calm her by telling her he's an undercover police officer with the Dickinson and Galveston Police Departments as he drives away with her in his lap. Fucking yuck, right? Yeah. Jennifer wanted to believe she was safe with this man, this police officer, but a part of her also felt afraid that something was wrong, magnified by the fact that she had just learned of strangers and stranger danger in school. The man pulled into the parking lot of her nearby elementary school, instructed her to watch the moon, and when the moon changed colors, her mother would be there to pick her up. 
Um, she said in the, in the documentary or in the 48 Hours episode that um, after the fact, she kind of thinks that that was him mustering up the courage to do what he really intended to do shortly after. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but of course, her mom never came. After a while, he started the car up again, drove a short distance to a nearby overgrown field where the attack began. He stood over her body, holding a knife to her throat, and taunted her, saying, Are you scared? Am I scaring you, little girl? Before he choked her, as hard as he could, attempted to break her neck until she blacked out. Jennifer then awoke to the man dragging her body through the field by her ankles before dropping her legs, walking off, and driving away. As she laid there, Jennifer attempts to scream, but realized she was unable to. She reached up to her throat and felt the large wound on her neck that then covered her hand in blood as she lay there dying Mm. in the field. Mm. As the sun began to rise, Jennifer still lay there in the field going in and out of consciousness. She began to feel a stinging sensation around her body and realized it was the ants biting at her skin as she was still too weak to move. So this is the second survivor story I've heard where ants have saved the person. Fucking wild. It makes your your adrenaline go up. She recalls not feeling scared, but more so at peace with her inevitable death. In the early hours, police were then notified, of course, of a possible kidnapping in the small town. Because of the small size of the department, police enlisted the help of local fire department to help them begin a search of nearby areas and surrounding fields. Jennifer still lay there, able to see cars on the road just beyond her, but too far for her to leap for her weak and injured body to get to. She was amazed she was still alive as the daylight slowly started to turn and show signs of darkness. As she continued in and out of darkness and out of consciousness, she felt something hit her foot after hearing children playing in the field nearby. A little girl had tripped over Jennifer's foot, thinking she'd found one of her playmates during a game and discovered Jennifer's body. (sighs) Can you imagine? You're, like, playing tag or hide-and-go-seek, and then you trip, and then you look over, and there's literally, like, a half-naked, probably naked because they end up finding her clothes. Yeah. Um, little girl with a a gash from ear to ear. Mm. Covered in ants. Ugh. Yeah. Um, police were notified immediately, and the fight for her life began. Jennifer was rushed to the hospital in critical condition, her body covered in ant bites, scratches, and officers suspecting sexual assault. She was still unable to make any sounds due to her throat being cut from ear to ear through to her trachea. Oh, Isn't God, that fucking wild? Baby. I know! Also, like, obviously the person that did this to her is such an asshole. He taunts her. Yeah. He tells her he... That he's someone he can trust. And then he leaves her body in an elementary school where he knows somebody, like, a little kid is going to find it. Like, what an asshole on all these different levels. Yep. Psychopath. Yep. She was alert and rightfully so fearful of what's to come due to her family being unable to come into the ER room as they fought to stabilize her. She underwent a tracheotomy in order to stabilize her, her breathing. As she lay in recovery following surgeries, Jennifer recalls having moments where she would fight off male doctors and nurses, as she fucking should. Yeah, because she doesn't entrust authority figures. She was told, yeah, and she was also, like, because they were, like, trying to calm her and let her know, like, saying, hey, like, um, we have a police officer right outside, and that, like, you know, sent her to a fucking panic. absolutely. Um, She's afraid of any males that would attempt to touch her. In the hospital, they confirmed that she, in fact, was raped by her abductor. Oh, my gosh. How old was she again? You said eight? eight? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Poor thing. She had just finished second grade. Mm. Oh, my God. Jennifer had a small makeup mirror she had gotten from a family member that allowed her to see herself for the first time since her assault. She recalled feeling ugly and mostly un- unrecognizable due to various traumas to her face and the rest of her body, Aww. as well as broken blood vessels present in the whites of her eyes from when her attacker had strangled her multiple fucking times. A grown-ass man. Like, can you imagine, like, the force? He tried to break her neck. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so the investigation. This is four days post-attack. As police continued to s- their search for evidence in the case... They stumbled upon discarded articles of clothing belonging to both Jennifer and the suspect. Police began slowly trying to get more details from Jennifer while she still recovered in the hospital, reliving details of her violent attack that were even too graphic for some of her medical personnel. Um, in the documentary, she talks about her um, one of the nurses that works with her, because again, she can't talk. She has, like, no voice. Yeah. She has a 
tracheotomy, which is basically like that tube in her coming out of her, her throat. Yeah, and she's laying flat on this, you know, hospital bed, can't talk. Still shaken, obviously. Well, I'm sure it was traumatic for the nurses, too. Yeah. Like, they probably had Well, to the nurse counseling. was saying that, the, the one that was, like, her main nurse, I assume, she, that she had an eight-year-old daughter herself at home, mm-hmm. so she was like, this is my daughter. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you can't separate that. Mm-hmm. Police sent in a sketch artist with facial characteristic books who worked with a still-unable-to-speak Jennifer to put together a composite sketch. Jennifer was able to recall details from the attacker's features and even remembered scars on her attacker's face. Good. Right? She communicated only by notes written to investigators, which there are tons of copies of in the article I used. It is written in misspelled words and childlike handwriting, which make them, like, more traumatic and more incredible as you realize the level of detail she was able to explain things following such a traumatic event and being that she was only fucking eight years old. Yeah, the fact that, like, you know, she went through all of that and, like, that didn't kind of, you know get erased from her memory. You know how, like, yeah. sometimes yeah. that'll happen. Yeah, you can block Well, especially because, like, she was able, unable, unable to speak. You know, some people, like, selectively become mute. Like, yeah. you can't speak. Yeah. She's, like, only forced to just silently relive it over and over and over in her head. Mm. I can't imagine. And the frustration. Yeah. Yeah. God. She was able to describe and create the composite of her attacker with details such as tattoos and scars, how he had entered her bedroom window to take her, describe the look of the car, Items in the car, such as beer cans and cigarette cartons she remembered seeing. Um, What she had been wearing that night, what he wore. She was able to draw a detailed map of the place he took her first at her elementary school. Gave details of him asking her if she wanted candy. Details of when he choked her in the car. That the man used a pocket knife and dragged her to a field. And that his name was Dennis. He told her his name? Yeah, he was so fucking bold. Because again, he thought he fucking killed killed her. her. Let me show you guys some of, it's just like it. eerie that you can see, like her handwriting. Oh, wow. As she's like God. scribbling all of these things. Yeah. She has really amazing handwriting for an eight-year-old. Right? Yeah, yeah, she does. But this is like, they're asking her questions. You can see like things that the police wow, officers she jot really down. Did go into and detail. she, I mean, she gives everything. She starts drawing, like, this is a picture of where she drew where his scars were on his face. This girl is pissed. She wants him found. Right? God, what a brave little girl. Mm-hmm. I know. These are, like, describing, like, cigarettes and beer, um, like, things that he told her, what he was wearing. She's using punctuation. Right? Again, like, this girl has a traumatic injury, like, yeah. still recovering. This is four days after she was attacked. My yeah. Gosh. And she'd have every right to shut down. Yep. And so then let me show you the composite that she drew. Oh, okay. Like, this is the from her description. And it it kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I know, yeah, he, he really does. So then the case goes uh, cold. Jennifer recalls the trauma through the years of growing up in the town where her attacker could be any one of the people she encountered every day or mm-hmm. that he could pop up and finish her off. Ten years after the attack, Jennifer graduated high school, had continued on with her life as her case continued to draw no new leads. Through the years, the pain of the trauma, the disappointments of no new developments, weighed on her family, and soon no one could bear to really discuss the case. Mm-hmm. 18 years later, Jennifer received a call from Detective Tim Cromey of the Dickinson Police Department, who would be taking over her case and wanted to meet with her. In this meeting, Jennifer became very emotional and described her fear that the man who had attacked her could potentially attack other victims, but Detective Cromey assured her he would do whatever he could in his power until the end of his career to get her the answer she deserved. So, sorry, quick question. So yep. she can talk now, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so she okay. actually lost, or she regained the ability to speak okay, just uh, before she left the hospital. Oh, nice. And okay. so then she went back to school and, like, just kind of got back to her life as best as she could. Yeah. Um, they started, obviously, the, the community was, like, still shaken because they didn't know who... Um, it was, and so they had, like, police officers at her school. Well, and, and he just, had this so planned. Yeah. And it could have been any kid. Yeah. But, like, he went through her window, so yeah. he had to have been watching Oh, her. He, yeah. yeah, definitely. It gets better. Oh, better? God. I don't know if that's no. the right word, but it gets crazier. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer was a unique asset in the investigation due to the immense violence she endured and survived, and that she was able to give de- police details on the case that otherwise would have ne- they would have never known. She said that she wanted to be actively involved in the solving of her case because she was the only living witness and the victim. She wanted to go through the trial, look the man in the face who tried to silence her, and tell him to his face that she came out victorious. Okay, so new developments in a renewed investigation. 
Police reported that in cold cases, time is the enemy. P- people forget, move away, die, etc. But that the benefit of time in this case was the developments of DNA technology. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Police sent the four articles of clothing recovered days after the attack. It was Jennifer's t-shirt that she'd wearing that night, her underwear, and the suspect's t-shirt and his underwear. Which, what? What a cocky motherfucker. Yeah. So weird, too. Like, yeah, he told her his name. He left his stuff behind. Also, can you imagine if he killed her? Like, all of that stuff would be within a distance of the body. Like, right. Nah, you're an idiot. Um, um, they had still been sitting in the evidence locker at the Galveston County Sheriff's Department um, office for testing, um, and they sent it off to the FBI lab in Quantico. More than a year had passed before results came back from the lab, and at 2.30 a.m., the detective received a call that they had hit they had a hit on the suspect's DNA and got a name, Dennis Earl Bradford. Dennis had been convicted in 1997 for kidnapping a woman in Hot Springs, Arkansas, who he'd met at a local bar, choked her, dragged her from the car, put a knife to her throat. And this was seven years after Jennifer's attack. Hmm. So she's 15? Yeah. Poor baby. Poor baby. Yeah. Still having to, like, again, now going through puberty and still having to, like, relive all this shit. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about her badassery. Eight years old, medicated, traumatized, and unable to speak, Jennifer wrote down on the notes in discussions with police that the man had said his name was Dennis. And they fucking matched up Dennis. Days after her fucking attack. Police were floored by the direct naming of the suspect immediately falling, but it wasn't until they began attempting to link Dennis to Dickinson where they, um, where they were completely shook. Police obtained a licensed photo from just before the attack in Dickinson, Texas, and it was as if the sketch artist had drawn a sketch based on that exact photo. Again, days after this girl had just been fucking brutally attacked. So I'm going to show you. This is the driver license photo. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. What? Spot like, on. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is. Wow. He, like, the chin shape, the, the mustache, nose, everything. everything. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was dark. Yeah. And, she, again, she was being, like, hurt and yep. fighting and... Fucking shit. crazy, right? Man, I wouldn't... Jennifer. I, I, as an adult now, could not... I don't think I could remember features like that. And I she, don't... Yeah. She's looking through, like, pictures, and it, they're like, okay, it looks like kind of like this nose, kind of like this chin. Like, that's how they're picking yeah. about the features. For her to be able to, to describe that is fucking incredible. That mm-hmm. is insane. Right? Good for you, Jennifer. Right? So smart. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Police were able to link Dennis to an address in close proximity to Jennifer's apartment at that time. The DA entered charges for an attempted capital murder, which would lead to, if convicted, um, him being in jail for the rest of his life. All right, so this is the arrest and interrogation. And there is an interrogation video that was, pieces of it were in the 48 Hours episode, but you can find it, I'm sure, online anyway. I love interrogation videos. I do, too. Because I love watching, you know, criminals being outsmarted. Yep. (laughs) Oh, you too. I think they're so smart. Yes. So this one's particularly pretty good. Dickinson police detectives met with police in Arkansas and were able to present a warrant, which Arkansas police then initiated a traffic stop and subsequently arrested Dennis on the warrant. Police brought Dennis in and interrogation footage showed how cold and fucked up he really was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a couple quotes here and there um, of stuff from the uh, interrogation video. It says, have you ever heard of the name Jennifer Stewart? He recalled hearing about her being attacked and how he was praying for her. Fuck you. Then police asked, have you ever been in contact with her? He said, yes. They said, do you want to tell us about that? And he just goes, no. Police then used the guys that he needed to prove the, provide the details of the case so that Jennifer could get closure that she deserved. And then he fucking spilled it all. Not a single day goes by where I don't see that baby. Oh, there yeah, an, make it all yeah, about you. Yeah, fuck you. There's an... No other side to the story. She was an innocent, and I was a sick, deranged, beat-up little punk. She wasn't anybody I had ever met. I don't remember why I pulled up to those apartments, and I walked up to this window. I remember it was open, the light was on, and I could see into it. I, again, I call bullshit on that. Right? I, I think he was planning that. Premeditated, right? Yeah, sure. absolutely. I think he had to have been watching her. Because, like, the odds that it was the one night she was in there. Right. Mm-hmm. He chose her window. Right. He drove her to her elementary school. Yeah. And he had the materials ahead of time. Like, also, he had a knife with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No. Because otherwise, this. like, if you kidnap somebody, why would you drive to a location to get possibly caught with a child right. that's not yours in the car? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. When asked for details of the attack, he said, are you ready for this? Here we go. 
I'm getting tired of looking over my shoulder. Fuck you. Told you it was selfish. Yep. And being afraid. I pulled that little girl out of the window and she was freaking out. I told her, please just don't worry. It'll be all right. I told that little girl I was a police officer. I pulled off on this road and that little girl, she was so scared. I just lost it. I was like a savage animal. I can't force myself to say it. Yeah, he was like, I, I can't, I can't say. Basically, it's like, fuck you. Like, an animal wouldn't do that. Yeah. But also, like, you're calculated. Like, you yeah. move states. Like, you yeah, did yeah. it again. And if he felt so bad about again. it, why wouldn't he turn himself in? Yep. Exactly. Police then coaxed him into continuing. I took that little girl out there and I raped her and I cut her throat. He later went on to say that shortly after the attack, he had been ready to take his own life. Fuck you. Should have. Uh-huh. While, while holding the gun, a shotgun, but then at the last second, it decided against it. So he was holding the shotgun, um, and then the last second, like, moved it, but still shot. And he said, I blew a hole in my daddy's roof with a .30-06. He mm, then... He missed. Yep. <laughs> he then was brought to the psychiatric hospital, the same hospital that Jennifer had been in while mm. being treated. She was in the hospital recovering from attack, and he had been just admitted to the same fucking hospital wow. in the psych ward. Isn't that fucking mm. nuts? That is. Can you Ugh. imagine if she would have, like, run into him there or something? Oh, oh, my God. God. I can't imagine. Nightmare. Yeah. All right, so the aftermath. At a press conference announcing the arrest of Dennis Earl Bradford, Jennifer spoke to the press stating, I am not a victim, but victorious, and was later told as she hugged detectives, we told you we'd get him. Bradford stated to his attorney he would plead guilty and not prolong it anymore. Fuck you. Like, you're oh, thinking thanks, of her. Thanks, thanks for this favor. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Jen- right? Jennifer just needed to pick a trial date, and he would plead guilty at the trial. Jennifer chose August 10th, 20 years to the day of the attack. While in police custody, the piece of shit died by suicide in the means of hanging himself in, in, in his cell. Because he couldn't face going to... Well, and it's a power move. It's the last, like, fuck you. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, poured it out of his soul. His conscience is clear. He probably, like, you know, prayed for himself and his soul and then killed himself. Like, yeah, he wanted you. to go on his terms. Yeah, fuck you. Selfish till the end. Yep. Jennifer recalled after his arrest saying, please don't let him kill himself. So she was beside herself when she got the call. Mm. So obviously she was fucking distraught when they called her to let her know um, that he had killed himself. And the police officer in the 48 Hours episode was just like, he's like, he's like what can you say? You know, he just kept saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, and she had, she had spent days and just like hours and hours coming up with her victim impact statement. Oh, I that bet, she was yeah. Lead at court. She was ready. Mind you, like, she's been in charge of her own investigation. Like, she's been, like, dr- the driving force is the only person in her family and, like, the police, like, switched cases, mm-hmm. like, people who were in charge of it over and over. She's the only constant. And, yeah. like, ugh, it sucks. At Dennis's grave, 20 years to the day, Jennifer read aloud the impact statement that she would have read at his trial. She went with her husband. When she finished, she asked her husband, I wonder if he heard me. And at that moment, there was a single ant that bit her leg, and so she took that as a sign that he had hurt her. Mm-hmm. Beyond her, her work of being a fierce advocate for other crime survivors, Jennifer and her husband, Jonathan, continued on to become a mother to kids, Jenna and Jonah, who she refers to as her happy ending. And that is the fucking badass story of That's crazy. Jennifer Shewitt. That's crazy. Wow. Right? Yeah. Fucking what nuts. a strong badass Cut. I woman. I cannot believe like the accuracy that she described. She helped solve her fucking case. Literally four days after 100%. was able to write in those notes. Like it said here, let me see if I can pull up the picture that says Dennis. But like Able that was like cut and dry, just helped seal the deal on the fucking case. I mean, if, as an me as an eight year old, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Right? Well, the cops would have been like, "Who the fuck is Denise?" Because I'm dyslexic. Well, that and that's what she <laughs> spelled it, um, D I N N E S E or something like that, and like so it meant nothing to them during um, like the investigation. They just kind of were like, "Oh, you know, maybe it's kind of foggy brain," which like I'm sure she probably wasn't taken very seriously, or yeah. they were probably like, "How true could this be?" And then the fact that like you know the new dna technology the, first of all again like i'm so glad that he's so fucking stupid and he got so Absolutely. cocky and left the clothes like the clothes obviously helped link him and maybe i just don't have a lot of faith in our you know justice system yeah because mm-hmm. wonder why <laughs> i was kind of, i was kind of shocked that they actually took it so seriously with her from the beginning yeah. because usually it's like 
oh, it's a kid. Do we really believe what she says? They probably had or... a lot of pressure. It probably got a lot of, of press and Well, attention. I'm sure, too, because of the giant cut on her throat, they kind of had to. But, I mean, yeah. imagine if she didn't have that. Right. They would have just, she was just chalked it up to, like, oh, she was just a runaway, and she got lost in the woods, and she got scared. And yeah. You know how it is. a lot. Yeah. Yep. That happens a whole lot. It also probably helped, too, that um, she was found so quickly because, you know, her mom had gotten up the next day to get ready for work, and she was missing, and so they, you know, obviously the sooner that you start, the easier it is to kind of get clues and evidence and, and all that, which yeah. I'm like, how did it take you four days, though, to get the clothes? I know, like, probably at that moment, they're like, we gotta get her safe and, like, keep her alive, but also, like, you gotta yeah. fucking solve this crime. Get on top of it. Was, yeah. He, he, was he from that area? No, um, so I don't know if it said he was from it, but I know that he had had an address nearby. Okay. And, like, I assume probably he was living there if his parents were in the same, like, area and he like tried to kill himself and all of that and he might have been staying with his parents yeah yeah Yeah. and i mean most criminals are gonna you know uh do that kind of stuff like ride around the areas where they usually start in the areas yeah it's like 10 miles or something yeah Yeah. like in the vicinity or whatever he it looked like he it said he was like a a welder or something like something along those lines so i assume probably because the picture that they got from like the driver's license office he had just gotten it, like, a couple days before he had attacked her. So, to me, that says, like, he maybe was in town or he just moved and um, had to get a new license because he, like, proved re- residency right. and all of that. Yeah, so he wasn't well-known by the right. locals. And yeah. he probably split soon after that, too. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, that should be a clue, too, is, like, he didn't know the area, so, of course, you're going to go in the same vicinity. And, like, in the in the 48 Hours episode, they walk the crime scene of, like, where Jennifer's apartment was, and his was, like, the distance from, like, here to the end of your street. Like, it was in, like, you could see it from where he was. So, to me, that's, like, him drunk and smoking and, like, just scoping out the area. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't go off into somewhere far away. Like, he would do something close. Oh, he was Did... definitely scoping. He's such yeah. a Yeah. Did the 48 Hours talk about his parents at all? No. Because if I saw a picture of my son in a newspaper and it said, like, yeah. that he had done these terrible things, and I was like, oh, and then the next night he tried to kill himself for no apparent reason, yep. and then he split town. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent, you would know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but I, I also think there's definitely some parents out there who would protect their children and like wouldn't. Oh, my also mom would too- help me hide a body. <laughs> yeah, but my dad I, wouldn't. I also no. think too, like it depends on because you mind you, this is 1990. Like how much. Maybe not everyone in the house, because Dickinson's so small, and even then, back then, I assure you, probably not most people had TVs or things like that, so I wonder how involved in that kind of stuff they were. And also, there were probably a lot of guys at that time that did look like that, let's be honest. Yeah, true. (laughs) The the mustache and the, like, combed back hair, like, yeah. But if your son had, like, a mental breakdown the next day. That's true. I mean, that's a telltale sign, Within 24 hours. Yeah. Hi there, Savannah here. Uh, If you made it this far, congratulations. You have made it to the end of the episode and to what we like to call our palate cleanser. So lucky you. Uh, Today our palate cleanser is uh, created by Birdie. She has made a presentation of various Twilight characters in which uh, me, Birdie, Jerrica, and my husband slash podcast producer Michael Owen have to look at each character uh, based on the photographs that she has presented in her very elaborate slideshow and decide on a scale of 1 to 10 if they are someone that we would bang and why or why not we would bang them. So uh, if that interests you, then just keep listening and we hope you enjoy it. The presentation that she has put together. Um, Okay. All right, let's start. You can look now, Michael. Oh, really? The presentation says, who would I bang the Twilight edition? So we're going to rank these characters from 1 to 10, and I'm going to explain my reasons why I would or would not bang them. 
Are you ready? <laughs> I thought this was going to be like yeah, demons or huntings or something. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. First person up. Jacob Black. Okay. Would I bone Jacob Black on a scale of 1 to 10? So are we... Y'all are doing it on your personal okay. preference, and then I'm going to explain mine. Oh, okay, okay. Or you can try to Are you going to tell us the rank yes. of each? Okay. Yes. So the score is from 1 to 10. Yes. 10 being most bangable. 10 being most bangable. Okay. 1 being least bangable. Well, I take it back. There is a 0 and a negative 1. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Played by Taylor Lautner. Okay. Uh, okay. Got it. Okay. I, I don't know why I keep saying okay. Are we ready, ladies? <laughs> yep. And Michael? And Michael? <laughs> the answer is... Never! What? Interesting. Why? He imprints on a literal baby. Okay. He slimy and tries to bird dog Bella and Edward. He does not respect Bella's boundaries. <laughs> He's kind of a pedophile. Yeah. He's really whiny and his ads aren't worth it. He has negative one stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you and I differ a lot. I would like to hear yours. Oh, man. Okay, I, I, I didn't go as in-depth, but I put a seven. You put a seven. Because the ads are worth it. The, okay. And you know what? He also, he, I, he probably would have ranked higher, but I feel like he's a little inexperienced, so I feel like the, you know, it yeah. wouldn't be... That great. It wouldn't. Yeah. It, it wouldn't, would be, be honest. For me, he would be like a drunken hookup. Because yeah. he's tan, he's got abs, he's probably tall, he's like hot. Yeah, he's both like 6'7 like in the book. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Michael, what did you rank him, star-wise? I, I put a zero, and... Closest! The reasoning was a bit superficial, but I saw a weak jawline. <laughs> With flesh hair, and this indicates low testosterone. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my cool. god! All right, this is next like, up, this is fucking like eugenics stuff. <laughs> I love it. Next up, Aro. Oh He's my god! The okay. Oh god. Would I bang him? Scale of one to ten, or would you bang him? Scale yeah. Scale of one to ten. Okay. Is he bangable? Got it. Let me know when y'all are ready. <laughs> you just looking at me like I had to throw out that curveball first. Okay. Just remember his giggle guy. Okay, let me check on our time. Right? Hundred percent, but only once. Oh. Yeah. I what the what? <laughs> okay. He has a lot of power. Are you going okay. through something? No. What is happening? No. He has a lot of money. Okay. 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 Um, he has great capes. True. <laughs> Ew! Oh my god. <laughs> that I why why didn't it rank lower? Because of that. Read it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> He would probably do that laugh when he climaxes. Sick. Uh, oh my god. Seems like he would videotape the sex and not tell you. That was yeah. a negative. That yeah. was a negative. And then Absolutely. and then jack jack off to it later and get off oh, on he, himself. And one hundred percent showed the twins. So Sick. that that made him rank lower. Ew. <laughs> so guys. Okay. I I I put two. But the only reason he got two was because I had the same thoughts you did. He comes with a lot of money and power, and yeah. I feel like he would be my key to get to the to the hotter, older vampires. Okay. So, okay. Uh-uh. Blonde of disagreement. I gave a negative eight. Okay. Um, he's negative pale. Eight. They're all, they're vampires. <laughs> okay, but he's pale. Okay. <laughs> and, and he's weird. And Very weird. to me, he's predatory. He is. And obsessive. Um, <laughs> I think he would be clingy, and therefore that's hella unattractive to me and like you said he would do that giggle and i'd be way out okay <laughs> michael uh, disclaimer i don't know who any of these people are <laughs> i didn't know that he was rich and powerful <laughs> can't um, you tell by his cape i didn't know he was a vampire like i have no idea what any of this is and, and i'm also not into this sort of thing but I gave him a one because he seems interesting and powerful. <laughs> so you know what? You and I are ranking similarly because he's above Jacob. Okay. Oh um. Also, uh, um, <laughs> what makes you think he he looks powerful the and interesting? Uh, the high cheekbones, the, the jawline. He kind of looks like Napoleon. The stance. He does look like Napoleon. His perfect posture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Carlisle. Oh. oh. Um, for reference, Michael, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. A medical doctor. Okay. And he is a vampire. He is a vampire. Hmm. <laughs> you usually do the same 
presentation to John. I can't wait. I would love to see <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Okay. He's like that, that find it where she's funny. like this on the couch and she's like, oh God. This is what he married. He chose this. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Carlisle Cullen. Look at that. Look at that hair. Mm. Look at that nice defined jawline, Michael. Yeah. Testosterone. And those, those lips and that chin. I think your wife wants to bow them. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Was there any other answer to Carlisle? Correct. Come on. Okay. He's the most uh, wealthy fictional character of all time. And that's true. Based on a TikTok I saw, he's supposed to have something like $48 billion. Well, he had a long time to accumulate I was that. like, he's been alive he for a, a long money. time. He has a psychic on, you know, that yeah. knows the stocks. So whatever. Um, he's super caring and he'd make sure you can get yours. Yeah. We all know what that means. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful face. Yes. yes. Um, hundreds of years old, so he probably knows all the tricks. He definitely yeah. knows all the tricks. Yeah. Uh, he could write you a prescription afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No biting risk. He doesn't. He he doesn't bloodlust. He's yeah. the only vampire that doesn't bloodlust. Yeah. Ten stars. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent agree, and almost all the same points. Yes. Um, he's definitely doable by ten stars For sure. by me. Don't, um, like, don't like hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said I don't like hearing this. You're great. Keep on. Um, but it's also because of, I mean he's a doctor. It's not real. I it's uh, <laughs> okay. we we could play we could play doctor. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> I have a lab coat. He <laughs> <laughs> knows all the terminology. Ah oh, yeah he does he does. Um I would absolutely agree. I put ten stars as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Smart, very caring. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hundred percent. Michael. I like the fact that he's smart. Didn't know that before, but he's a doctor. Yeah, you know, I labeled him as a negative too because it seems like he spends more time getting ready in the morning than my. Oh, wife is it because oh. he's too pretty? I yeah, mean, it almost looks like him. he has lipstick on. Are you jealous of his hair? He's it's... like dying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> pale people on this are vampires and they're kind of they all kind of look like they're dead because the makeup sucked all right sam yuli okay all right y'all ready mm-hmm. mm, yeah you ready michael uh yeah okay yes but only when i'm drunk okay okay um he has a nice body mm. yeah it, it's a little pudgy but that's fine uh, he has good leadership skills okay i appreciate that um he can rock some jorts um, he did screw over Leah Clearwater. Big time. Big yeah. time. And she's Big one of my favorite characters. Yes. And he also uh, scarred his soulmate for life. Yeah. He attacked her and so, scratched up her face. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also seems like he cries after he goes. Oh. So, yeah. Five stars. He's a solid in the middle, but when I'm drunk. Five stars. Um, I put three stars because he seems really moody. Um, and I mean, he just also seems like he'd be really possessive, mm, you know what I mean? Fair. Like you're going to bang, but then like, he's going to make sure that like, you know, no one else can call you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you can't just bang him and be done with it. Yeah. He, he's gonna, he's gonna want you to continue to bang him forever and only him. So yep. three. Yeah. I put four for similar reasons. I think he would be clingy and possessive. And I also think that he'd be in like a weird power trip and like I think I would have ranked him ex- a lot higher. I, I think he would expect mm. you to let he be owed this and yeah. Like, oh, oh, you're totally yeah, right. Like entitled, like oh, oh. No, no. and he would definitely be the one that would make you do all the foreplay first. Absolutely. And he well, he it's like, like he thinks he's like, like the power. He's he in charge think. of all the wolves. Like he would expect you to like <laughs> bow down to him, and it's like ew. You'll just see the look you're not giving me. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> all right. Um, it was hard for me to decide. Yeah. I said four, and... Oh. But it's kind of the opposite reason. All of you are worried about, you know, you want the one-night stand, you don't want him to be clingy afterwards. <laughs> I'm more into long-term relationships. <laughs> We're hoeing. We're hoeing. <laughs> yeah, we are so just a bunch of hoeing. transaction. It's something we could make work, you know. Oh, so you, you're you thinking more of long-term relationship with him. Yes. Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh. oh my god, you picked Edward the perfect Cullen. picture. Edward Cullen. Oh my god. Okay. Look how weird his, his left nipple looks. It's because they had to airbrush abs on him because he's too skinny. That made his nipple lower and more, like, 
I don't know what they were doing with those nipples. I think that's just nipple. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Listen, he, okay, have you guys seen Tenet? He's hot in Tenet. Yeah, I've seen Tenet. Okay. He's got a pretty face. Yeah. And he speaks with his, his, his native British accent. Yeah, and he has, he plays good piano. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this one's hard. I know. There's a lot of pros and cons. Okay. Got it. Does that work? All right. No. I would not. Not at all? Not even just the charity. Girl, he loves gaslighting. That's true. Um, He's just as whiny as Jacob, but without abs. No, that's true, too. He's an old virgin. He was a virgin? Yes. Are we sure? Yeah. He said it multiple times in the book. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. You probably are. You know he didn't go down. Well, no. For sure not. Yeah, I love the look on Jericho's face right now. Um, he compares his girlfriend to his mom a lot in the books. Oh. I don't like that. <laughs> um, he's emotionally abusive. So, no. Yeah. Um, he's 90 years old, but treats his 17-year-old girlfriend like his therapist. Zero stars. <laughs> um, okay, well, again, you and I are, yeah, so, okay, so uh, I ranked Edward Cullen as six. But um, that's also because I kind of feel at this point I would bang Carlisle. I might as well just bang all of the Cullen family. Um, but it's like he, the sampler platter. Yeah, I would I would bang <laughs> Carlisle multiple times though, and this guy I would only bang one time, and then rub it in his face when I bang Carlisle. What? I hope this is just for the podcast. It is. It is, babe. <laughs> Love you. Okay. But also, what I would what I would do is I would. I, he has a private island that he took Bella to. How badass! I mean, I wouldn't want to go alone. He's abusive. Okay. Yeah, but I also feel like Bella's really dumb and she plays Fair. into that. I I feel like I could outsmart him. How do I get the nails back on me? Because he's whispering. I know. Where is it? What is he doing? Oh, there it is. I saw it on the screen. No, it's no. not on this screen, though. See? There it is. Okay, okay there you go. Go, go, go. Okay. Okay. It can just go away. Over the yeah. side, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Jerica, okay, what, would, what would you rate it? Okay, um, so I have a type. Skinny white boy. Oh, I my God. I, I put him pretty high. I, I did nine stars. <gasps> Girl. You, you I have just, a type. I just have a type. Oh and I can also, he gets bonus points because he was also in Harry Potter. And again, oh, okay. I have okay. a type. Fair, so, you fair. know, I feel like that's just clouding my judgment. He is very whiny, but you just, like, bag over the face. Just stop talking. Exactly. Just, See? Yes. Back over she the gets face. it. All right. Get it. All right. Michael. Michael. I don't know this guy, but uh, I mean, I guess. You don't take I, him out to dinner, Michael. I knew that he was going to be whiny, so. <laughs> How did you know he was going to be whiny? I mean, it's the hair. Look, look it's the hair. So I put negative one million because <laughs> simply just the image that she has that she decided to pick for the power. That is true. She, you chose for reference, that for a it's reason. when he like opens his shirt at uh, where were they at? At the was it a church? Yeah, it was yeah. Like a church in like Greece or something. Yeah, yeah, or Romania or some. Ch- I don't know. You know. Okay, y'all so ready? Yeah. I only have two words down for him, and that's whiny narcissist. Oh <laughs> my god! Nailed it. You know it. All right. Oh. Oh. Oh, Michael. We we all decided that this. All is of our who, husbands are Jasper's. Who you guys are? Oh, but don't take that. I say that, but also like anything that we say. Don't take it for <gasps> Okay. Yeah. You know what? Okay. <laughs> so now I have to rate him highly. <laughs> I also love that you put that face on there, Brittany. <laughs> Battle oh scars. God. I love Battle when people scars. are like making fun of him for that on TikTok. Battle He's from scars. Texas. Like, I don't know why I know. he put on that accent. I know. It drives me insane. You're not from Kentucky. Yeah. Hot in the Civil War. Battle scars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where, where are we going? <laughs> uh, Jasper Cullen. Y'all ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. He is prettier than me, though. So, that, that factored in. Okay. Um, he can control my mood. Could be good, could be bad. Yeah, he I could know. really piss me off when he wanted to. That's true. You know? Um, or, when you're PMSing. Yeah, he can make it better. Yeah, I know. True. I have that thought. Um, those eyes would be staring at you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, he would immediately want to know if we were dating. He would, I feel like, would nag about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Would 100% kill you when you started your period. He would, like, write you weird poetry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Like, he'd rip off Robert Frost and be like, I made this. You can't tell. I told Robert He would for sure have a Zanga with, like, weird, like, emo songs on it. <laughs> um... I, you know, if he's killing, if he'd kill a girl in her period, why was he in a high school full of teenage girls? That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Because he was the youngest vampire. He was the youngest one. He freaked out at, at like, a little little paper cut. Oh, that's right. He did. You know? Eight stars. Eight? Yeah. Is that your highest one yet? Uh, no, Carlisle was ten. Oh, that's right. Um, eight's pretty high. I mean, he would, he would kill me within a month. So, (laughs) that knocked off a couple of stars. He would kill you. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, I put, I put six, because again, I'm just gonna bang all the columns. I am. Um, and, uh, I mean, pretty much the same reasons, like, what? What? <laughs> Let her finish! Um, just, this is who our husbands are. I know. Well. She's saying it with conviction, too. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, yeah, he would, he would be clingy, and you're totally right. He would definitely write weird poetry, so, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine that afterwards he'd, like, want to cuddle a lot. Um, yeah. And, like, pet your hair. And this yeah. live show is not who would I get into a relationship with. It's who would I bang. Yeah, it's definitely only about banging and, and nothing yeah. for, no, no long-term relationships, no. Michael, so. Yeah. No. Right. not going steady. Alright, I put him in negative 18. Even though he does fit the bill for skiing white boy, he was fucking in the Confederate Army, and so fuck that. Yes. That's true. I forgot fuck to that. put that in. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. Mm-hmm. Negative 18. Moving yeah. on. Alright. Yep. I gave him nine stars. What? What? <laughs> so you're saying like you're high so far? Yeah, it is. And it's <laughs> simply because nobody can get a 10. Yeah, and okay. Okay, Carla got an O from you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes and sense. And the girls often it's compare true. us guys to him, so he must be riddled with flaws and the <laughs> most average vampire out there. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Ooh, oh! Charlie Swan! Damn it! I didn't know he was gonna... This is this is Bella's dad. And he's a he's human. He's the only human on this list. He's no, not. he's not. He's a cop. He's a cop. Yeah, that's that's one thing to know. Plus, he's got a sweet stash. Okay. 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 Cheers. Okay. <laughs> kind of a wild card. Didn't expect him to be on here, but I know. Yeah, I'm glad that I he is. I wasn't thinking about um, Sam either. Yeah. I was like, oh. I did not put Charlie Clearwater in here. Okay. Thank you. I don't know if it's first works, of all. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Honestly. <laughs> Michael, it's a character that's, <laughs> he's a paraplegic. Oh, okay. Not this guy. Oh. The, the other guy that she had just And mentioned. he's the vampire, like, he's the werewolf like dad. Yeah. Okay. All right, Charlie Swan. Yes, I would bang you. Mm-hmm. Of course, who wouldn't? Um, he could not handle being friends with benefits. You would have to be in a relationship first. You think? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he minds his business. I like that. Um, he appropriately is supportive and protective. Um, he doesn't like to leave a small town or travel. That's a negative, though. Um, he would absolutely help you hide a body. He wouldn't even ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he watches porn from the 80s, and only if it's non-degrading. Hmm. Hmm. Um, 8.5 stars. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, okay. This is the only time that you and I kind of have similar ratings. So I rated him a 9. But I have a totally different idea about him than you do. He's the kind of guy who would hit it and quit it. You think he's a raw dogger? I <laughs> never said raw dogger. But now that you bring it up, I mean, probably. You know, he doesn't protection. Show that bush either. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You sound very experienced, Savannah. <laughs> I don't know where, where you're... Um, so anyway... <laughs> He, I mean, I really feel like it's, it's like you said, he minds his own business. Mm-hmm. So I think you could just bang it out and I think you could absolutely be friends with benefits with him oh, and shit. like nothing else. But then he would pretend like you didn't even like know him. Like he could run into each other at the little diner that they had. Yeah, he wouldn't make it awkward at all. No, not at all. And you know what? He'd probably he would, pay your tab too. Yeah. Probably he would. pay your tab. The only, only drawback is that he is a cop. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And he's a cop. 
Yeah. yeah. But yeah, nine, nine. Yeah. That could go either way. That yep. could be like a, he's a cop, or like, uh-huh. Yeah. Cop. But you know, he'd be down to do some crooked shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, he wouldn't pull you over unless you, like, made him pull you over, you know, kind yeah, of, yeah. like, you're driving all cray-cray. Um, okay, so I give him ten stars. Um, honestly, the attitude. He's an asshole, like, a little bit, but, like, snarky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way into that. Again, fits the skinny white. <laughs> skinny white boy. And also, uh, I think he would bang you and then make you bacon after. And then, like, call you a cabin and you'd be done. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, that's... That's fun. Yeah, Super I have a good time. He'd even, like, smoke with you after. But yeah. he'd be like, I can't smoke, but, like... I'm okay with Let me get you the good stuff in the evidence locker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. He has, like, for sure some dealers that he's, like, put on the slide. Yeah. Like, as long as they're not selling to kids, he's, like, okay. 100%. And I feel like he would also throw a chocolate bar at you, like, on your... He would be... He, out of all the men on this list, he would be the best to deal with a period. Yeah. 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 He, He would leave you alone. Yeah. Number one, yeah. and number two, just bring you like anything you wanted to eat. I think Carlisle would just be fascinated by the process, and he'd check on you constantly. Oh, Carlisle, I think would definitely care a little too much. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd also yeah. like be checking you for like lumps and shit, like while you're banging, because he's worried about. <laughs> yeah, he's like you're immortal. <laughs> Let cancer. me fill your boobies, and then he gives you a mammogram. He's like, there's a little lump. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All what right, about guys? you, Maggie? <laughs> now it's very clear that you're all into short-term obligations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, As we're all in long-term relationships. Before, before I knew he was a cop, I had given him a six. Um, oh, okay. He, to the image, based on the image, he looks very down-to-earth, and he might even have a wild side. Oh, look at you. We're talking about his wild it's side. It's that double-layered shirt. Right. Yeah. You have a giant hole in your okay. side. You're good. Yep. <laughs> You're good. Still works. <laughs> Mostly. 99%. Yeah. All right. So what else? Michael? Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got how many stars now again? Six. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. In it, color. Oh, fuck me left and right. <laughs> oh, you know what's in it? In it. Every time. It's <laughs> all they all. Oh my god, I love that guy from TikTok who like does the. Oh, work. me too. Oh my god, he's so funny. All right. Yes, he would be an amazing friends with benefits. Um, he puts up with Rosalie's bitch ass, so he can 100% handle me. Uh-huh. Um, he's crazy cute. Yes. Um, he's kind of dumb. Yes. Um, he has 100% energy. <laughs> he a thousand percent does. <laughs> yeah. Um, he would be a blast at the warehouse. Fuck yeah. Um, he seems like he would always have an active Tinder and grinder though. Yeah. And grinder. Oh my god. And he probably yeah. voted for Trump. Yeah, because of the power. Seven stars. Use condoms. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Great the raw dog like Charlie Boy. Yeah. And also use the condoms you have, not the ones not that his. probably been well, in his wallet. Because he would forget them. Yeah, uh-huh. I forgot them. Just let me go in here. They'd probably be in his wallet for forever because he never uses them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I put ten because I think Is he that would know so what far? he's doing. Is that your highest Um, Carlisle was okay. also a ten. But uh, Carlisle, I think, would be more attentive and, like, sensitive and, like, gentle. Like, a gentle love maker, right? Yeah, And sure. maybe a little romantic. This guy, he's just in it for fun. You're just going to have fun. Yeah. You're going to get real about. sweaty and leave. Nothing serious. He would expect you to, like, make him food after. Yeah, and he wouldn't pressure you into butt stuff, I don't think. <laughs> no. I mean, he'd be down. But he'd probably say, make me a sandwich and smack your ass. Uh-huh. I'm okay with I'm that. I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> She's okay with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm. Um, but, like, I also, I just feel like he is really experienced because of the, the big dick energy that he has. Oh, yeah. So, I feel like he would really know how to please a woman. Um, and then just keep it light. Keep it fresh. Keep it interesting. Nothing serious. So, yeah, ten. Ten. Cool. All right, I give him an eight. Um, he's super cute, but also he's super dumb, like you said. Oh, he's yeah. so dumb. I think that would drive me nuts. I think that would get old real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> big fan of biceps, so that would push him higher for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so, he would say something dumb and, like, we'd get in a huge fight and be like, get the fuck out. Did yeah. Popeye, like, really turn you on because he's a skinny white boy with um, big no. biceps? no. <laughs> no. But, no. 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 Okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would give Emmett an eight. An eight? Yeah. Nice. Just solid. The, solid. The, the solid super, bonus. I think he would get annoying real quick. Oh, yeah. Super dumb. I think he would be 
just overly broy. Um, oh, we would which would like that. drive me nuts yeah. after a while. For sure, voted for Trump, so we would get in those weird arguments. So. I feel like he'd get into arguments, but they would lead to boning every yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because he knows he's cute. That's yeah. that would also drive me nuts, but yeah. also like it'd fun. be fun while lasting. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Like a fleet. summer yeah. fling, for sure. I was trying to take notes because this was my wife's number ten, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know how to replicate big dick energy. <laughs> um, so I gave him a negative nine. Oh my god! Because he looks like a douchebag and a muscle head to yeah. me. Based yep. on the image. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little cocky. All right. Garrett. I don't know this character. Uh, he was him. in the last two movies. He fought. He was called like a nomadic one. Oh, okay. Just base it off this picture, basically. He was in the movie very little. Okay. Kind of pull Michael. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. There's a personal reason why I put this in, obviously. Oh, okay. Because Garrett's my top. Is he? That's what? Okay, I want to hear this. I need to hear the, your reasoning. Okay. Is it because he looks like Logan's out? I said yes. No. <laughs> Are you sure? I said yes. Um, He looks a little dirty and I like that. You do like him dirty. I do like him a little dirty. Yeah. <clears throat> He gets himself zapped over and over for his queen. His the woman he ends up with is the vampire that was supposed to be for Edward, the one that can like shock people. Hmm. And she goes into a rage, and he like throws himself on her. It's really hot. Oh, okay. Okay. He probably has a pirate kink, so that was a negative. <laughs> but he probably was a pirate. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He looks. Yeah. He loves strong women. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. He calls Edward out on his bullshit. Okay. He is the only character in the entire series to question Jacob's connection to a baby <laughs> and say it was weird as fuck. Um, and, you know, he'd 100% go down with that face. Yeah. For more source information and content, please visit us at www.violentdelightspodcast.com. You can email us at spooky at violentdelightspodcast.com. And please follow us on Instagram at violent underscore delights underscore podcast.